On this episode of the Bar Stars Happy Hour Podcast, we are talking about the art of the cocktail menu, and I give you my review, my honest review of the Netflix show Drink Masters. Grab a chair, fill the seat, grab a cocktail, because this bar is open. Coming to you from Las Vegas, this is the Bar Stars Happy Hour, a show for bar people by bar people. We'll get to know different bar stars from around the globe and serve up tips, tricks, and the untold tales of the industry. So whether you sling drinks in a bar or just enjoy a round or two, join us for happy hour, because this pod's for you. Twenty twenty three, baby, here we go. Tom Alley here with the Bar Stars Happy Hour Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for checking back in with us. Uh 2022 was a little bit of a long year. Uh here we are back focused and ready to put out some really really good content for 2023. There's a new dedication in the podcast, so you'll be hearing a lot more of me. Thank you for chiming in. Thank you to everybody that follows us on our socials at Bar Stars Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Bar Stars Happy Hour Podcast on Facebook. Um just to keep up with what we're doing. Uh, but we are putting a new focus on this podcast and, um, I'm excited to get back into it. We got a lot of cool things planned up for, you know, coming up in the year, we're going to jump into, you know, take a deep dive on, on a lot of the spirits. Um, but this, we're going to talk about the art of the cocktail menu and it is an art form, whether you believe it or not, there is definitely some art, science, math, and a whole lot that goes into it. You just don't throw that stuff on a piece of paper and say, oh, here's our Long Island, our sex on the beach, and our white Russian. This is our drink menu. Hell no. Hell no. You got people with more skill behind that bar, creativity, and just desire and drive to do some cool stuff. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. And this is how you do it. And this is how you make it profitable. All right. So let's start with everything that goes into it. You might think it's easy. It's not. So you got to figure out which products you're going to use, which products are most cost effective, meaning what products you're going to use that you can make the most money on in return. You need to figure out how to price the drinks with all the ingredients included, what that is, what markup you're going to want. Create your demographic. Who are you making these drinks for? You have to look at the people that are coming into your establishment and say, okay, who are we making these drinks for? And that's why you have many different cocktail cocktails on the menu because there's a lot of different people coming in. People want different things. They want champagne. They like gin. They like beer cocktails. Whatever it is, they want to try those different things. So let's do that. Make what will sell, not what you like, period. It's not about you. It's about the guests. I'm sorry to tell you, but it's about the guests and their needs and their wants. If you got an inspiration for something, if you have an idea, make it. Make it in a liquid form. What flavor profile is that? That's You're going to be more inspired to make the cocktail for people if there's inspiration behind it. Seasonal menus. Fall, spring, summer, winter. You can change it all up. You can do random seasonal menus every year to switch it up on top of your regular menu gives people more of an opportunity to actually see what kind of bar program you have put thought into the number of options you include 
speed of service. A lot of these drinks are going to be coming from the server out of the service well. Let's make it kind of easy for them. Um, if that includes, you know, batching cocktails, um, then we can do that. And you figure out those ratios and stuff like that. Um, but speed of service is crucial. Now, there are cocktail bars where people don't mind waiting seven minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes for a fizz or whatever it is. That's fine. But that's not going to work in every situation, every bar and restaurant. I mean, you're not going to throw that into a sports bar setting. So um, be leery of that and be wary of your surroundings, what your demographic is. Put thought into the number of options you include. How many drinks are on your menu? You have seven? You have 12? Is it cheesecake and you got three pages? Who knows? That doesn't really work, but put thought into the number that you include as well. Include drink descriptions. Make them sound good and tasty and frothy and juicy and and all of those key words in your descriptions, that's what's going to make people buy them. And get creative with your names. You're getting you're creative making the cocktail and the product and the spirits that go into them. So get creative with the names. People will love it. I just did a new cocktail menu for a sports bar, and they weren't really you know sports bar drink names. So when I redid the menu, I took that into consideration. I said, okay, what? What's going to make sense here? What's going to make sense in a sports bar? So all the cocktail names I did were sports team related and you're a part of the team. So what part of the team do you want to be? So we have the owner, we have the coach, we have the cheerleader, we have the all-star and we have the number one fan and we have the hall of famer. These are the names of the cocktails. So people can resonate with that and what they want. They're branches off classics and drinks that everybody knows. But when you put it to them as that is their environment, what do they want to be? So you get the business owner coming in with a suit and all of a sudden he wants a cheerleader. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Because that can be fun with the server. That can be fun with the people at the table, his friends, razzing them a little bit, blah, 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 whatever it is. Um you want that engagement between your bartender and your guest, your server and your guest. That's what's going to help sell these drinks. Think about your clientele and spotlight your specials. Usually the most cost-effective ones, you see these menus that you know certain drinks are in a box or certain appetizers are in a colored shaded box. Little secret, those are usually the things that they make the most amount of money on. And they're the most cost effective. They're like, hey, this is our special. This is our special drink. This is our special steak. This is our special whatever it is. You make people think it's special and it may be special, but on the back end, usually that's what you're making the most money on. So that's what you want to press the most. And last but not least, it's got to be worth it. You have to calculate your beverage cost and what your target cost is. If you want a 17% liquor cost, poor cost, um, 21%, depending on your your volume and demographic and how much you can order this stuff in bulk. Um, all that is going to affect it. When I did a cocktail menu not too long ago, I mean, we broke everything down. I knew exactly how much half of a lime squeeze was. I knew how much that was. It's just, you have to know those things and know those numbers to be well-rounded and know what the hell you're talking about. So when you can move on and you start doing consulting work and all this stuff, you know exactly how to price out a menu. 
to where it makes sense to the owner, the manager, whoever it may be. Lastly, we call it R&D, trial and error, whatever you want to call it. But you have to make these drinks first. You have to practice. There's trial runs. There's ratios. Figure out what makes the best tasting cocktail that is balanced. You don't want it to be too sour, too sweet. I mean, if it's meant to be liquor forward, spirit forward, awesome, great. But it has to be balanced. It has to be a balanced cocktail that they can have with any meal they choose. Because the last thing you need is you putting all this time and work and effort into these cocktails and you give it to someone and they say, this tastes like shit. I don't like it. Can you add this? I want this. I don't taste the alcohol, which drives us crazy. You know that. Um, it's just, you. Ha- it has to be balanced. Where people say, this is exactly the cocktail that I've been looking for all day. Perfect. Give me another one. That's what you want. And last but not least, on your new cocktail menu, there needs to be variety. You have to have variety. You can't put five vodka drinks on the damn thing and be like, here you go. Enjoy our vodka base. No. You have to have vodka, rum drink, gin drink. Like I said, beer cocktail, champagne, some martinis, coops, up, on the rocks, stirred, shaken. There's so many different ways to be original and be unique in your cocktail menu, take those liberties. Take those liberties and say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch this one up a little bit. This is a riff off a of classic, let's just say. But I'm going to pour it up, and I'm going to do a flame, and I'm going to do this, that, whatever. Like, Do something different that makes you stand out from other things in your demographic. If you're a sports bar, cool. You don't want labor-intensive drinks. You want drinks that taste good. You can get out quick. So... You want people to notice them by your garnish, by your rim, you know, that kind of thing where they see by the color, all of these things matter. So when you make them for service, well, your cocktail servers are walking out with that tray and they're walking across the room. You want people at the bar. You want people at other tables to say, what the hell is that? I want that. Give me that. I don't even care what it is. It's that color. I want it. That's what, and then you explain it to them. Then you explain what it is, and then how abbreviations. If it's made with gin, and they're a little scared of gin, cool. I can make it with vodka, or I can make it with this. It's it's all about adapting to what your guest needs, but you have to grab them. You have to get their attention first, and when you get their attention, you can open it up, and then you can get creative and say, okay, well, if you don't like this. Let me use my knowledge and my skill and my creativity. And now I know exactly what you want by asking you questions about your preferences. And then we can go from there and I will make you the drink of your dreams. I will make you the drink that you've been looking for all week. That's the kind of bartender you want to be. That's the kind of drink menu you want to have. Have your menu, but you can have abbreviations of it to suit people's needs. Absolutely. It's a new world, folks, and with this new world comes new trends, and one of the biggest trends out there is no or low alcohol cocktails, and there are a bunch of companies coming out with low alcohol or no alcohol spirits, and even wine. We actually tasted one the other day. It was called Free, or Frey, F-R-E. It's at Frey Wines on Instagram, alcohol-removed wine. 
It's actually pretty fucking good. It's delicious. Tastes like grape juice. But it gives you that placebo effect that you're having a glass of wine. It's actually really cool. Um, I watched a video the other day on YouTube about this gentleman that was making all these original old craft cocktails um, with no or low alcohol spirits. They're coming. They're coming. So those are opportunities for us to please people that don't want to sit there and have, you know, foolproof cocktails. We can say, hey, we offer these no-proof cocktails, low-proof cocktails, um, and they're just as good. They're just as you know, special, labor-intensive. They look like real cocktails, um, and someone doesn't have to feel out of place ordering a cranberry juice or a soda water or something at the bar when other people are having cocktails. You know, it's, it's a really, really cool thing, and it's here, it's coming, and it's expected to grow and 2024 by like 34%. So that market is definitely here and that market is coming. So be wary of that and maybe throw those on your cocktails. Maybe throw one or two of them on your cocktail menu and you'd actually be surprised at how many you sell. But at the end of the day, do your research, do your R&D, your trial and error and all that. Basically, the cocktails have to taste good and the cocktails have to make money and they have to make sense that's it and you have to sell them that's it you're 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 partly a salesperson you have to sell these beverages to these people they're not going to sell themselves some will some people will get you know adventurous and say oh i want to try this but if you don't have the people behind the bar and if you don't have the servers to actually sell them that's a problem too but that's another whole another episode of you know, staff training and stuff like that. But if you have a quality cocktail menu that is geared toward your clientele, you can sell them. And if you're proud to make them, you take a lot of pride in making cocktails, you're proud to make them, you're proud of what they look like, you can definitely sell them and profit. That's the whole goal of this whole thing is for your bar, your restaurant, whatever it is, to profit. There's no other reason than to make profit and make people happy at the same time. That's the whole point of making a beverage menu. It's not just to tell people, yes, we can make the basics. Yes, we can make some of the classics. It's not about that. Have some of those. Yeah. Have your, you know, your Negronis and your old fashions and stuff like that on a menu if you really want. However, you don't need that because if people, if that's what they want, You can make that. You have people to make that, and that's general knowledge. It's being special and setting yourself apart from everybody else on the block or all the other, you know, competitors that you have is the cocktail menu. Chefs are doing the same thing. Chefs are coming up with new dishes all the time and new flavors all the time to please the clientele and the people that are coming in. Bar should be no different. Change that menu up once a year. Every year, come out with a new, completely new cocktail menu once every couple years. Or if you're going to do seasonal menus, keep the original, but make sure to do the seasonal menus because that's an add-on. That's something else you're offering the people. At the end of the day, you want people to taste your menu and come back. Be at another bar and be like, you know what? I'm really kind of craving this cocktail right now. Let's go to this bar. They make the best this. Whatever it is. That's what you want. That's how you create return business. That's how you become profitable. That's how owners and managers are happy. 
and you're happy because you have pride in your work. You're making quality beverages. People are coming back for them and you're making money. That's the whole point. Focus. Focus on your cocktail menu. Focus on the quality product you use. Focus on balance, accuracy. If you use a jigger, fine. I pride myself in free pouring and accuracy. But if you use a jigger, a lot of cocktail bars use jiggers. Great. That creates automatic balance. But use them properly, people. Use them properly. Create a menu that people will come back for. Period. And it might take time. It might take a lot of effort and extra hours. But when you finish that menu... From scratch pad, notebook, to the printed menu with descriptions and pictures if you want to use pictures. That's going to be something that you're very, very proud of. And you're going to be very, very proud to sell. Hey, everybody. If you would like to sponsor the podcast, that's the Bar Stars Happy Hour podcast if you're nasty, or promote your business or your brand, we would love to work with you. Contact us at hello at barstarspodcast.com for all sponsorship opportunities. If you're a fan of Netflix, and why wouldn't you be, uh, there's recently a show on there called Drink Masters. And if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. Go watch it and and really watch what these people are doing because it is pretty impressive. I mean, they have every booze and every piece of equipment imaginable from High-speed blenders and juices and vacuum sealers and ultra-fine strainers and blow torches and cotton candy machine and soda siphons and moonshine stills. I mean, they have everything possible out there. And they used every process possible, like fat washing and distilling and, and making foams and airs and ciphering. If you don't know what the hell anything I just said was... You'll find out in this TV show. However, I do got to say this. Do not ever walk into a bar. Your normal, casual, everyday bar. I don't care if it's a steakhouse. I don't care what it is. Do not walk into there and expect to get these cocktails. It's just not going to happen. These cocktails, they give these people like 90 minutes to make these cocktails. This shit is not normal. It's not regular. It's not going to happen. I don't know where these cocktails are being made on a day-to-day outside of being a completely special specialty item. Why? Because a lot of these techniques that they're using take time, and they take a lot of time, and a lot of them are for effect. A lot of them are for effect, and... If you're going to show the best of what can be done behind a bar, absolutely watch this show. It's incredible. It's eye-opening to actually see how talented these people are. I've had the privilege of meeting Kate Gerwin, uh, owner of Happy Accidents Bar. Uh, We have a lot of the same friends in the industry. And, uh, you know, she. I would love to have her on the show and on the podcast to talk about it and pick her brain a little bit. As someone myself who has been on TV shows and Food Network challenges and all that stuff, I know kind of what goes on behind the scenes and how they get you to talk shit about one another and, you know, just kind of see what that process was like and how real it is. But uh, she's a badass. She's a beast. And she shows it in the show. Um, You know, congrats to the winner, LP. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. I just spoiler alert, but she's a badass as well. Um, But 
I would have liked to have seen more day-to-day applicable things like a speed round involving actual you know, people and speed and accuracy and, and cleanliness and actual things that happen on the day-to-day behind a bar. I was a competitive bartender for years. I take a lot of pride in my speed and accuracy and, and just myself behind the bar and my presence and what I do and what I portray to people. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more of that and something that resonates a little bit more with the, the everyday person, the everyday person that is trying to learn what, you know, cocktail making and bar business and all that, all those things are about. It would have been nice to bring that person in the regular Joe, you know, um, because you can almost say that this is a, it, it was partly a cooking competition as well. If you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I would have loved to have seen the high-end art of mixology and cocktail making blended in more with the everyday expectations behind the bar. That's all. It was a great show. I'm glad they signed on for season two. I'm going to watch it. I may know some people on it, but I would like it to have been a little bit more real-world scenario and this this just wasn't and unless it's an exclu- extremely exclusive cocktail bar or the bar actually you know batches a lot of these things and they do it behind the scenes and then they it's easier for the general public on you know a busy night or, or during the terms of regular service but do not again walk into a bar and expect all these processes or any of them for that matter to really happen um it's just not it's not going to happen. So temper your expectations, uh, but definitely check it out. It's a good show. Anything to bring the culture of, you know, bar, restaurant, creativity and mixology and how intricate and detailed it can be. Anything to bring that to light and to the general public, I think is a great thing. So I'm definitely going to check out season two. Um, and you should definitely check out the first season of drink masters on Netflix. Um, but watch it as, as entertainment for sure. Cause that's what it should be. And that's what I'm trying to be for all you guys out there. Thank you so much for listening. Bar stars, happy hour podcast. We are coming back this year. We got so many cool ass interviews lined up and informational and educational shows planned. Um, Definitely a lot more episodes. So thank you so much for sticking with us. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials, Instagram at Bar Stars Podcast, TikTok at Bar Stars Podcast, Facebook, Bar Stars Happy Hour Podcast page. Um, and I appreciate it. And if you want to support the show, go to barstarspodcast.com. You can click the little button to buy us a cocktail and show us some love. Until next time, everybody. Cheers. Twenty twenty three already. Damn. Let's go.